0: 7, verse number 21, Romans chapter 7, verse 21, read a couple verses here, amen. I need you. Romans 7, verse 21, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members. Members in my body. Warring against the law of my mind. And bringing me into captivity to the law of sin. Which is in my members. Some don't understand Paul's writing here. We are not captive to sin. He's saying I'm captive to the law of sin. There's a huge difference between being bound by sin and connected to the law of sin. Paul was saying that he had to wrestle with his flesh all the time. He was saying that he forever in this life would wrestle and have to crucify. He won in another occasion. He said I crucify my flesh daily. He, he, he was saying I cannot escape. The temptation that. I know we can make. He makes a way of escape. Don't hear me. Let me finish the thought. I can't. He said I can't escape. the te- Being tempted if you will. We don't have to sin. But. We're tempted. We, we don't. You have a choice to tell the truth or not. And sometimes you would rather not. Because your flesh or whatever it might be. this making sense? You understand what Paul's saying? I I have this battle going on in my flesh. When people pull me off, pull over, cut me off in traffic. There's a battle raging in my flesh, and my mind. Some of you smiling and looking at people right now. Be careful. And bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members, born in sin, shapen in iniquity. O wretched man that I am, I love this part, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm glad we've been delivered from the body of death. So then, with the mind, everybody say the mind, I myself serve The law of God. I've made up my mind. If you don't get nothing else. If somebody would just make up their mind. To live for God. You just get your mind made up and. Anointed by God. You can live above sin. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin, I'm unable to free myself of the struggle. But I'm able to conquer the struggle. Because my mind has been anointed with the power of the Holy Ghost. I just can't make up my mind. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. To help you make up your mind. Man, I'm already skipping right to the chase. Because if you get the power of the Holy Ghost, you got the anointing of God on your mind, it'll give you power over the body. And I want to preach about that for just a few minutes tonight on this thought titled Mind Over Matter. Mind Over Matter. Lord, would you help me tonight? God, I'm thankful for this truth that's in your word that you've, God, that you've shined your light, your word in our hearts. I pray you would let this word be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Touch our minds and our hearts, our souls tonight in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. You know what? You just need a made-up mind. I don't know if you deal with this, but in our family, there are times when we'll say, I'm hungry. Well, I'm hungry, too. Well, you want to go get something to eat? Yes, let's go get something to eat. Where do you want to go? I don't know. I don't really care. I'm not picky. How about there? Nope. I thought that was just our family. No? How about, how about we go here? No. Nope. Hey, let's just go look in the, you open the refrigerator and you got stuff in there. And anything good to eat? No. Nope. Why do we buy it and bring it home for? <laughs> you go to the cupboard, you got cupboards still, you got canned goods, you got stuff in boxes, you got all kinds. Anything good to eat? No. Nope. What's it doing here? People have a hard time sometimes making up their... Do I buy the blue tie or the yellow tie or the red tie? I don't know. (laughs) Do I get the blue shoes or the yellow shoes? Do do I get the black high heels or the brown high heels or the gray high heels? And they're going to say, get all the heels. (laughs) It'd be a lot easier going to the store they just had one thing. <laughs> I get confused by all the choices. Some in our family <clears throat> will take a long time in the menu. <laughs> My wife's laughing right now, and I'm not talking about her. <laughs> And then order the very same thing <laughs> that we always order. <laughs> Waiter waitress comes by. Are you ready to order? Not yet. Still looking. Make up your mind yet? Nope, not yet. A lot of times we're letting the flesh, what we're craving, dictate to the mind the choice we make. When we need the power of the Holy Ghost to... Empower our mind to tell our flesh what to do and what not to do. Right. Well, hello, somebody. The biggest battle we fight is won or lost in the mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll use these names here. and just, you know, Jesus spoke in parables, so sometimes pastor tells stories, and it's not a true story. I'm not lying. It's a, it's a parable, okay? Let's just say this couple walked into this pet store one day. Let's just call them Joe and Jill. (laughs) Joe and Jill walk into a pet store one day, and they see the pet store owner staring at a goldfish bowl with a big old goldfish in the bowl. They said, what are you doing? He said, this is called mind over matter. I'm staring at this goldfish, and I'm, I'm, with my mind, I'm going to try to force this goldfish to do something. And so pretty soon the, the pet store owner lifted up his, his left elbow and the side fin of the goldfish lifted up. And then he lifted up, staring at it, lifted up his right, his right elbow and pretty soon the other fin of, on the other side of the goldfish lifted up. And Joe looked at Jill and goes, let me try that. And he started staring at the goldfish and he stared at it and stared at it and stared at it and after a few minutes he started going... Some of you get it later.. <laughs> so the biggest battle we fight is won or loss in the mind. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, you need to stand. And a couple of verses later in verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation, And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But you got to have that helmet of salvation. What does it do? It protects my mind. We have to protect our minds. 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Ready? casting down that's where the war is going on right between our ears and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God knowledge mind and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ bringing into captivity. There's times I have a bad thought. Shock and awe. God, that's not of you. I rebuke it. God, purify, wash and cleanse me. Help me to think good thoughts. And, and, you know, this, and this is one of the strategies I use right here. When I'm having a bad thought or a bad day or I'm tempted to have a bad thought about something or somebody or a situation, I start to pray for somebody else. Redirection. Political terms, they call it a pivot. Or in basketball, it's a pivot. You have your pivot foot. It's a way to change directions, change the way you're facing, change the way you're thinking. Some of you need a spiritual pivot. You just need a simple mind pivot. I know there's law enforcement, former law enforcement here tonight, in military. They say you need to make up your mind before you ever endure endure the crisis. Before you ever go to battle, you need to, you need to make up your mind how what you're going to do, how you're going to respond. Train so you can train your mind so that when 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 adrenaline's running high and things are going, you you just you react based on the training because you've already made up your mind what you're going to do. That's why training is or training the mind. Is is this right? Can I get an amen from somebody? That I mean, not just if you if you don't if you disagree, don't say amen. But if you agree, say amen. 2 Thessalonians 2, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither in spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of Christ is at hand. Be not soon shaken in your mind. First Peter 1.13, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, you've got you to gotta control this thing right here. You need, to, you need to bring this and make this subject to the law and the word of God. First Peter 1 and 13, he said, and I, and I read it, but look, your loins of your mind. You have to take care of your mind. Second Thessalonians 2 and 1, now we beseech you, brethren. By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled. He says it again. You got to take control of your mind. The devil wants to play mind games. He wants to lie to you and deceive you so you can be deceived in your mind. Praise God. It's the truth. I heard somebody say, I'm, I'm, a, I got a, I'm half of a mind. I'm like, well, you better be careful. Don't give too much of it away. A piece of your mind either. I ain't got enough pieces to spare. I don't need to give my peace of, <laughs> peace of mind to anybody. Hello. In Isaiah 26, the prophet said, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Perfect peace comes to a made-up mind. You ready? There is peace in a made-up mind. When you make up your mind to live for God, you'll have a whole lot more peace in living for God. Amen. But if you can't, if you're straddling the fence and The Bible says no man can serve two masters and you're trying, you're going to have trouble and you're going to have no peace of mind. Probably not the best example, but every year at the beginning of the year, I have to help do a a suicide prevention training to staff. done it for years. They say, research tells us that people, this is how powerful of a made up mind is, for the good or the bad that people who have, are thinking about committing suicide, once they make up their mind to commit suicide, it says if you talk to them, you would think nothing is wrong because they have such peace and they're happy and content because they've already made up their mind to do it. And a lot of times they go, I never saw it coming. I, wouldn't have, I never didn't see that coming. I, I would have never guessed. They seem so happy. Why? Because they had already made up their mind. Maybe this will help somebody tonight not to commit suicide, but to live for God. Make up your mind, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to be faithful unto the Lord. I'm going to be faithful to the house of God. I'm going to be faithful to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When you make up your mind, you'll have peace of mind. Praise God. It's a song, Donnie McClurkin sings it, I've got my mind made up and I won't turn back because I want to see my Jesus someday. I've got my mind made up. Can I submit to you tonight, if you're going to make it, you have to make up your mind. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. 37, Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul and with all thy mind. You have to have a made up mind. Make up your mind no matter how I feel, I'm gonna live for God. Make up your mind before your flesh is tempted, I'm gonna live for God. Make up your mind before the flesh is in, in encounters temptation and say, I, I'm gonna live for God. No matter what I'm tempted with, no matter what I'm tempted by, I've already made up my mind. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to resist the devil and he's going to have to flee. Why? Because I've already submitted my mind and my will to the Lord. Praise God. Philippians 2 and 5 said, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. In Mark five fifteen, we read about the man called Legion. Let me back up. And just, I just, my anchor just hung up a little bit here. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus made up his mind in the flesh, if you will. Right? He was fully man and fully God. That he he would go through and endure the cross. When did he do that? In the garden. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will be done, but thy will be done. He made up his mind. I know what's ahead of me. And if I don't make up my mind now, I might get up there and say, I don't want to be up here and I'm going to call 10,000 angels and I'm stepping off this thing. He made up his mind before he ever went to the cross. Mark 5:15. Well, we read about a man called Legion. I'll just, not tell the whole story, but when he made up his mind to come see Jesus, not all, all the demons of hell couldn't keep him from coming to Jesus. If you'll make up your mind to live for God, the devil has no power or authority over you. 1 John and two twenty-seven. but the anointing, everybody say anointing, which you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is so no lie. And even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in him. I need the anointing, and I I need my mind to be anointed. Praise God. The power of the Holy Ghost helps me with a determined mind. I'm not backing down. I'm not stepping back. Paul was preaching, teaching to Agrippa in Acts 26, and you, you know the phrase, but Agrippa looks at Paul and says, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. I am almost persuaded. My mind was just, I am almost, I'm just not quite sold. I'm just not quite willing to make up my mind to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you but all that hear me this day were both almost and all together, such as I am. What? With a made-up mind. He said, accept these bonds. I, I don't wish you'd be, you know, a prisoner like I am right now. He said, I, I don't wish you'd be a prisoner, but I wish you'd have a made-up mind. Look at somebody and tell them, make up your mind to live for God. Now... <laughs> Be careful. Your mind is is here. It's the head of the body. The head, the mind, is the governing or the governance of the body. This is real rocket science right now, okay. You see, it's the brain that controls the body. We know that Christ is the head of the church. Interesting, he was crucified at Golgotha, the place of the skull. He is the chief cornerstone. He's the head of the body. He's the head of the church. He's the, he's the groom We're the bride of Christ. He's the head, amen, of the body. I'm glad I'm part of the body. I may be just a little pinky toe. I may be a toenail, but I'm glad I'm part of the body. Praise God. The Bible tells us and instructs us in more than one occasion, husbands are the head of the family unit. And husbands should love their wives even as Christ loved the church that he was willing to give himself. Husbands that make, their, make the decisions make the decision for, for what is best interest, spiritual best interest for their family. A lot of the kids don't want to go, Mom, did Dad ever give us an option of just kicking back and hanging at home and just not wanting to come to school? I don't think so. You know why? Because he was the head of the house. And he had a big, well, a couple, big belts to prove it. (laughs) If it came down to that. Baby, we were just having this conversation again yesterday. Blows our mind. Yeah, you want to go to church? I don't know. A double-minded man or woman is unstable in all their ways. Make up your mind. You're going to live for God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And I know I'm I'm singing to the choir tonight. Husband, you're the head. It is absolutely essential, men, husbands, dads, that you have God's anointing over you. Because the anointing, not only does it break the yoke, but when the head is anointed, it will flow down over the entire body. Right. Oh, I'm fixing the preacher in just a minute. Will I get there? First Corinthians 11. For this cause, ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels? Verse 15, but if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. But if a man seem to be contentious, we have no such custom, neither the churches of God. God is serious about the covering. God is still serious, even in the New Testament, about anointing. Whoever controls or whatever controls the head controls the body. If you see a snake, you cut the head off of the snake to destroy the body. You cut off the tail, it might regrow. A lizard might regrow a tail. Hello? You don't cut the head off of a snake, it can still bite you. There's scripture that talks about the bit, the horse's, like you put a bit in the horse's mouth. You ever seen a bit in a horse's mouth? The bridle and the reins, it's, you can just pull just a little bit, and the horse will go to the left, and you pull a little bit, and the horse will go to the right. If you control the head, you control the rest of the body. I'm going somewhere tonight. I know where I'm going. If you'll make up your mind, it will help your body live for God. Ephesians 4 and 27 says, Neither give place to the devil. If you give the devil place in your mind, if you're looking at things and watching things and you're giving you opening the door. You're cracking it open. He'll push on his way all all the way through. And as the mind goeth, so will the body. You see, and I'm already to the close, but this is where I really felt to go tonight, right here. Throughout the Bible, throughout all of Scripture, God instructed the oil to be applied and poured over the head. God anointed the head. He anointed The top of the head. And you find how the oil would run down. If they were touched with the anointing or it was applied or usually you'll find it was poured over them. One occasion they broke an entire box of anointing. Over the head. But it would flow down over the entire body. God told Moses to anoint Aaron with oil on his head for ministry. Leviticus 21 and 10. And he that is the high priest among his brethren, upon whose head the anointing oil was poured, and that is consecrated, to put on the garments shall not uncover his head, nor rend his clothes. You've got to be anointed to be used. You've got to be anointed. Samuel anointed Saul. The Bible says he stood. This is interesting. He anointed the one who stood head and shoulders over everybody else. There's a reason why he was anointed the king. And even though he fell, the next king that was anointed, Samuel comes, and he looks, and he sees Eliab and Abinadab and Shammah and all of David's brothers, and he looks at Eliab and says, Surely the Lord's anointed. And God said, No, I've refused him. Do not anoint him. There's something wrong with his mind. You find later on David's brothers ridiculing and putting him down when he was the one that was trying to do what God called him to do. Why? There was something wrong in their mind. God rejected Eliab and ejected Shaman and ejected Eliab and Abinadab and went all the way to David. Why? Because David had a heart and a mind after God. So Samuel said, don't even sit down. We're not going to sit down until David gets here and we're going to anoint him. And he anointed his head with oil. Later you find David as king. He wrote the 23rd Psalm and he says, Thou anointest my head with oil. And my cup runneth over. It starts right here. and Then it falls and flows over the entire body. If you're not getting it tonight, let me, you're not understanding where I'm trying to go. Let me tell you, God wants to anoint your head with the power of the Holy Ghost. He wants to anoint your mind, your thinking, your soul, every part of your being. You need to be, you've got to be anointed with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. If your head, if your mind is not right, there's no anointing. See, the anointing of God falls on the one that has their mind right, their mind made up. Somebody that's in their right mind. You see, Samson was anointed, did great things for God, but then he began to sin. And even after he was sinning, he still had long hair and the anointing was still there. And yet, when he lost the anointing, he lost the anointing. Why? Because his head lost its anointing. His hair was the anointing on his head. And when he lost his hair, he lost the anointing. And when he lost his anointing, His mind, anointing on his head, if you will. His body lost its power. I can't live for God. I'm just too, too, I can't. What you need is a fresh anointing of God over your mind. You need a new touch of the Holy Ghost that will empower you. Did he not say after that you shall receive power? After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I don't know why I'm yelling right now. I don't have any problems. I don't have issues. Bless your little heart, Mr. and Miss Perfect. There's times I have to submit myself and say, God, I need you to wash and cleanse me all over again. God, I need you to, I need the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I need you to touch my mind. Why? Because my body is facing temptation. My thoughts are my my, my body. I'm tempted by if I just begin to praise and worship and magnify and and, and I pray through over it. Well, that just sounds real simplistic. The the anointed mind has power over the body. Samson's hair was cut. He lost his anointing. He lost his covering. I'm thankful that I were covered by the power of the Holy Ghost. Whew. We're a people of his name. And I could just go on and on and on and on, but I don't have enough time. But when Samson, his hair was cut, he lost the anointing. And when he lost the anointing, he lost his power. If you need more power to live for God, you need to be anointed anew and fresh up. By the power of the Holy Ghost. So I just can't live above sin. Yes, you can. We are subject to the law of sin, not to sin. The wages of sin is but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ. You can't escape the law of sin, but you can't escape sin. Paul said, I am tempted every day, but I just submit submit myself to God. And the devil has to flee. I submit myself. How do I submit my? I submit my mind to the things of God. The psalmist, the the wise man wrote in Proverbs, "As as a man thinketh in his heart. We focus on the heart. No, as a man thinketh in his heart. It's a mind issue. So is he. You get your mind right, you'd be amazed at how everything else just that's right, exactly. lines up. Or oh, at least maybe, it, maybe that's me, because sometimes my mind gets a little wacky. I told you I'm related to some crazy people. Maybe it runs in our family. I'm closing, you want to come play something, that's fine. Give them hope. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus opens the book, he's reading from Isaiah, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed, everybody say anointed, he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them, everybody say them, everybody say me, that are bruised. Jesus said, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I'm the head of the body. And because, this is all so powerful. I I don't know if I, I, I'm not relaying what I feel in my spirit. I apologize, I can't get this out adequate enough. Maybe I'll teach this or preach this some other time and maybe it'll be a little bit better. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. And because I'm anointed, the head of the body, the rest of the body will be blessed. The brokenhearted can be healed. The captives can be delivered. The blind can receive their sight. The lame can walk. The dumb can talk. Them that are bruised and bound can be set free in liberty. Why? Because the head of the body is anointed. <laughs> when we pray in Jesus' name. All power in heaven and in earth is in that name. It's interesting how it says all power in heaven. Heaven first is the head. Heaven and earth. (laughs) You see what happens? Because the head is anointed, the rest of the body becomes. Because the head is anointed, the body has power. Samson lost the anointing, and he lost his hair. He lost his anointing. When he lost his anointing, he lost his power. God forbid we ever lose the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The day we lose the gift of the Holy Ghost, the day we lose the anointing on our life, the day this church loses the anointing of the Lord, we will lose our power. this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus and if you have the power of the holy ghost today and I'm, I'm sure you do tonight but because we have because we have the power of the holy ghost we have the anointing of god upon our minds and our lives god has equipped and empowered us filled us with the power of the Holy Ghost to subject our body not to our will but to His will let's stand mind over matter in closing I'll, I'll close with this if your mind's right Everything else doesn't matter. Job had a, had his mind right. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him? Even when everything around me is going wrong, and I've seemed to, I've lost this and I've lost that, and some of you have had and experienced great loss in your life. Some of you recently. But because my mind's made up, because my mind has been anointed by the power of the Holy Ghost, my body is empowered. (laughs) My body can be subjected to the law of God. That's what Paul was saying in our text. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. Because When you have the anointing of God here, it will cover your, it will flow through the body. When my body is tempted and I fall, I talked about a just man Sunday, but said, God created me a clean heart, renew me a right spirit, cast me not away from that. Restore the joy of thy salvation. God, I need a fresh anointing in my life. I need a fresh anointing in my mind. God, I need a fresh touch of your spirit, your power. God, I need you to touch my mind first and foremost tonight. God, I need your anointing to fall one more time in, in my life, in my soul, my mind, in my situation. God, let it cover me, Lord. So that it will empower me, God, to live above sin. Let your anointing... Do you need the anointing? Does anyone need a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost? Oh, I need a fresh anointing.